meaning of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Skywatchers listening in worldwide on this nebula and the next, this galaxy of that galaxy, wherever you are tonight listening in live on the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio. I thank you for being here with us. I am Angel Espino, one part of this crew. With me tonight, as always, is my radio, hetero radio life mate, the one and the only, Alan, the other guy. How you doing, buddy? That's right. I'm doing okay. I'm having an amazing, amazing week. Uh, everything's falling into place in my life, and I'm on a hiring spree for more people who want to make money on the road. Very nice. Very nice. Now, one voice you unfortunately will not be hearing tonight is that of Crystal Storm, who's not going to be joining us tonight. She's uh, having a little bit of an issue. Well, you know, you know, it, it's unfortunate. You know, it. You know, she had just had the wrong thing to nibble on, and you know. Yeah, apparently she went to McDonald's for breakfast, had Taco Bell for lunch, and now she's having the emergency room for dinner. Well, she's going to have the Jello in the emergency room. She's not having the emergency room for dinner. Although that would be apparently really entertaining to see that happen, (laughs) you know? She's going to have the – well, actually, yeah, I can't really discuss what I did see in the news yesterday that one woman is doing for retired veterans that have served. Um, Why can't you uh, talk about it? Because uh, Keith would totally shut down my entire uh, line. Of, uh, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just say some woman who used to be in the adult industry is saying thank you to veterans. And no, 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 no. This oh. is uh, this is this is apparently some guy who runs the restaurant, the Sausage Castle. And Sounds based right on that name alley, alone, actually. you. Sh- You know, I saw this on Facebook as I was scrolling (laughs) along, um, you know, that a woman who's in who was in the adult industry is saying thank you to veterans um, for finally coming home. Right. Yeah. So I'm just like, and I'm I'm sure they're not spilling it the traditional way. You're absolutely right. I would assume such things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, I I would tend to agree, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess you're having uh, an eventful week uh, with the sales and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually had a really amazing weekend. Uh, I was at the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show just 50, I don't know, maybe 30 miles away from you, and you can make your way up there. So I'm right, a little right, bit right. upset, but, you know, that's nothing unusual. Yeah, whenever I'm down well, you well, never figure out a way to get together and hang out with me. So, you know, that that sort of miffed me off. Man, you really are not excited at all. 
I'm an excitable it, 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 It's been a long week, so yeah, I'm just like, woohoo, yay, I sound convincing. Did that work for you? Not at all. Sorry. Hopefully everybody can hear me nice and clear now. I have no idea what happened, but you know what? I'm going to blame this on Microsoft, and this is why. Okay. The okay, audio issue, every time I went into the main sound uh, device on the computer, um, whenever I spoke, it actually lowered by itself. The recording part. Huh. So, I, so yeah, it has to be some kind of glitch because I kept putting it up, setting apply. I would speak, and it would go right back down to zero. So I apologize, folks. That's Microsoft. You know, that's their fault. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and uh, send some hate mail to Microsoft for ruining okay, the show. Okay, that's right, folks. Go ahead. Send it. Ruining the first part of the show. Now, I don't know if anybody heard me or not, so I'm going to reiterate a couple of things that I said early on. Uh, greetings and salutations, yada, yada, yada. Move past all that. Uh, how are you doing, the other guy? Good. Are you good? Are you good? Crystal Storm is not with us, uh, unfortunately, with tonight. I don't know if you guys heard that part or not. She is out sick. She, uh, unfortunately, is uh, at the hospital at the moment, so we wish her the best. Absolutely, yeah. Hopefully, she'll get better. And no, but- this... Hopefully this teaches her not to go and binge on Taco Bell every day. That's, you know, that's not good. (laughs) This is a a bad diet plan. McDonald's breakfast, Taco Bell lunch. That's just not good. Yeah, well, what's done is done. You can't fix it. Not healthy anyway. Uh, Guys, we have a great show for you tonight. I mean, I know I normally say that, and sometimes it's true. Sometimes. Not enough times, but sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's not true. That's right. Most of the time, um, it's somewhere in the middle, right? You know, it's pretty good. Yeah, okay. We, we try. Yeah. Hey, I try. I don't know about you, All other right. guy, but I try. All right. Now, tonight's going to be exceptionally good. We have uh, a returning guest, Costa Macreas and Hollis Polk, and uh, they're awesome. I love having these two on, and uh, we're going to talk about etletstalk.com, their website. Of course, uh, you know, I love talking about exopolitics, UFO contact, ET, uh, extraterrestrial connection with the human race, all right. that kind of stuff is what we discuss here on Skywatchers Radio. But one thing we also like to tell the audience right off the bat, Which and is? that is well, – I'm going there. Hold on. And that is – to please participate, call in, be one with the show. When we have Costas on tonight, I want you guys to call in and ask questions also because that's what the show's here for. It's for you to listen, but you also to call and participate. Well, yeah, that would be definitely a helpful so, thing. It would, right? You would think. So the number is 786-245-8127. Again, that's 786-245-8127. And I'm not going to say it for your special folks there, Alan, I'm not going to yeah. embarrass them again. No, 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 dude, I just think once in a while you sometimes say it's so fast people can't jot it down or type it into their cell phone. That's but all. it's because I'm Cuban, B. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm Cuban, you know, that's the way it is, man. It's like, yo, I'm Cuban, yo, deal with it, yo. We, But that's the truth, we talk fast, that's just how my people is. You know, and it's funny, I, I had a, a weird experience this weekend, by the way, we're going to have Chris Brown, uh, Chris Brown is going to be on with us and we're going to go over some news with him in, in a little bit. Okay. Uh, but I had a weird experience this week. How weird was it? Very well, on a barometer of one to ten, uh, I would say at twelve. Pretty weird. Okay, all right. Now this is what happened. Okay, I finally felt what it felt like to be an outsider within my own place. Okay. Okay. You know, it's going to be a punchline here. I'm sure. No, there's no. Actually, there is. There really isn't a punchline. Uh, there should be, but there isn't. And uh-huh. this hap- this happens to us a lot. Where, you know. Hispanics or Latinos or Cubans or whatever, whenever we go somewhere and we speak to each other in Spanish and there's American folks around, you know, they get a little annoyed. We're like, oh, speak English. You're in in America, guy. Right. 
We get that a lot. And for a long time, we were like, you know, that's kind of like mean. That's borderline racist, you know? Not it's, really, again. if you think about it. No, well, but here, hold on. Let no, me no, let me finish. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because the no, not because where I get to, you're going to be like, oh, I agree. So let me just let okay. me go, and then you can say whatever you want. Let me just. All right, fine, fine, fine. So that's what we get a lot here in Florida, and we, okay. we get people giving us that answer. This week, I had uh, folks come into the store where I work at my day job, and uh, they were uh, they're they're Haitian folks, and okay. uh, they came in and they had a full blown conversation in front of me in their native tongue. And I did not understand a single word. And for the first time ever, I was like, I felt like the American listening to the Hispanics. Just completely fell out of place. And and if it wasn't bad enough that it happened one time during the day, it happened again a couple hours later. We had Asian folks come out. And they went on in Mandarin or whatever Chinese language they were speaking in. And I couldn't understand a word they were saying. So for the first time ever, I felt like an outsider in my own land. I know you feel like that all the time here, but it was the first for me. You know, you know, when I'm in – okay, if you're in the <laughs> States and you've been here for an excess of five years, you should learn to speak English. Would so what you are you agree? saying about my mother and father who has been here for almost 40 years and not a word? I think it's about <laughs> time for them to learn English. I think it's, it's a little late for my mom to start well, learning now. Well, did she, was she able Thank to – Thank you very much. It? Listen, was she able to navigate the the rest of the world, or what, is she pretty much cloistered up in her house and maybe a block or two around the house? Mm, well, yeah, well, are you talking about yeah. now, or are you talking about the last twenty years? Both. Yeah, yeah, cloistered in her house. Yeah, she's a. All right, so there you go. If you if you if you're not from the states and you choose not to learn English, um, or you know what's even worse. If you're actually born in the states, but oh, that's worse. Yeah, you know, that's if you're a, yeah. born in the states and you can't talk English, you know, you can't speak English, you know, all you know is what your parents taught you. You know, is another language. Yeah, that's even worse. That really that is, is worse. Yeah, that, there's no excuse for that because I mean, if you're going to school, you should learn the language. I mean, easily. Well, no, don't forget. You would hope. Uh, don't forget. Nowadays, you know, you, you know, they have, you know, in America, they have schools where, you, you know. The entire curriculum is taught in Spanish because that's how predominantly Spanish-occupied the oh. community is. Well, they still should teach English, period. Agreed. I agree with that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I completely agree with that. It is, it is the language for you to survive above minimum wage in the United States. True. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. No, no, you're not wrong. I mean, definitely not wrong. Unless, of course, uh, you know, you're working in a Hispanic community and you can make money doing okay, but other if you're, things. Yeah, but you will never, you know, if you're working in a Hispanic community, guess what? You needed to sign a lease in English or an employment application in English to get the job in a Spanish area. True. By the way, 503, you're live on Skywatchers Radio. Welcome to the show. Skywatchers Radio, one of my favorite shows in the world. Why, hey, look at that. Tried. Who is that? I, 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 that voice does sound familiar, but I can't put a name to it. Who could that well, be? You're gonna, gentlemen, you're going to have to try a little harder. Does the name start with a J and end with an R on the second name, on the last name? You have it right, sir. Randolph is here. Mr. Randolph, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. I'm just listening in, enjoying the show every Wednesday, and uh, 
listening to these uh, weird, craziness, strange. Uh, do, do you have intense... comments on the top? Do you have a comment on the topics that we're bouncing off back and forth here? Well, other guy, uh, I really <laughs> don't because I speak English. However, See, oh, okay, yeah. welcome to the club. Uh, I'm glad uh, you're a participant. I would think, honestly, that if you didn't speak English, you wouldn't be calling into this show. And I don't think anybody that, that is listening to this show that doesn't speak English will be calling into the show to discuss that they don't speak English. I think it would definitely be a much different conversation if he called into the show not being able to speak the language. I think that would be... <laughs> I think that would be the most entertaining uh, call-in that we would have for a while, where someone calls in and just starts rambling in Spanish or another language, you know, and trying to have a conversation with us, and we can't understand a single word. I'm gonna I'm gonna start a uh, foreigner only line. So wow. if you're a foreigner that lives really? in America and you speak no English, you can call, and I'll start doing advertising in Spanish. I, I want to get some calls. <laughs> I, I cannot. I can't keep up with you guys. It's rough. It's rough. So, Mr. Randolph, how you been? I mean, I, look, I apologize to you and everybody else who was listening in the first uh, 15 minutes of the show. You know, we were just not doing well. Uh, but how you been, sir? Well, it happens uh, on the largest and small scale. So, yeah, Indeed. even big shots like you guys have technical problems. Shots. Okay, here's my we're, deal we're for humble. tonight. Okay, tell I us. Can't, I, I called in because I'm on a bit of a soapbox about a couple of items, and I was hoping I could vent through y'all. Preach to the choir, yes. Preach, brother. Preach to the choir. Thank sorry. you, brethren. Okay. So, sorry, sorry. I, he's on a soapbox, not a pulpit. I'm sorry, my bad. Yes. Don't knock me off yet, other guy. All okay. right. That's right, other guy. First thing I want to talk about is Hoagland. Now, I uh, have been a fan of Richard Hoagland for many years. I've gone I hear the word coming. Hold on. I've gone out of my way to go see him on occasion in Arizona. Yes, you uh, have. I remember you telling me. Oh, yes. did anybody make it to Travis's show? If anybody who's listening has made it into Travis's show, please uh, call in after mm. this call. Okay, continue. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. I have been listening to The Other Side of Midnight since it began because it's a very niche type of audience where I was hoping it would be mostly astronomy and really interesting crossover between ufology and actual NASA type issues and happenings, which it is. However, there's two things going on with the show. One is apparently the show is getting slammed by all kinds of trolls. These people are coming in and calling the show. You know how more about this stuff than I do, Jackal, where people can just, oh, yeah. just yep. start calling from 4chan and these other places. They get together and they just bombard the lines with really stupid stuff to try to just mess up the show, right? Right. Yep. Um, uh, and they're doing it to this poor guy. Here's a guy who is one of the last great legends in the field that we love so much that everybody else, which I'm getting to my next soapbox issue coming up in 10 <laughs> seconds. No one, people need to support this guy. He's on from midnight to 2 in the morning. Anyone who's done radio knows yep. that's a tough slot. Oh my okay. god, it is. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, actually, we know I, I, I don't know if it's that tough of a slot. You oh, know, it if, is. If, you know, don't forget, it might be midnight on the East Coast, but it's still just getting to 9 o'clock on the West. No, it's, it's tough. A, Come on, you know art, how dude. it is. To be in a 
studio by yourself yeah, man. at the, the you know, wee hours of the morning trying to get people excited about esoteric science that you're so passionate about. And then these stupid kids are calling in and just messing with them. It's so well, disrespectful. Jesse, it really makes is, me sick. This is exactly why I left that original network we were on, where, the one you did your show on also. What, Blog Talk? Yeah, that place. That's why I left, because it was just uh, Troll Central. I mean, it was just one after, you know, you couldn't do a, a regular show over there. But at least, I, Jekyll, at least I could understand over there, it was an amateur feel. People were right. just doing silly things and trying to learn. And, and But this is the big leagues. This is a very well-respected international person of great interest to a lot of people in the audience. And Agreed. please, if you're listening, give this man some respect that he deserves. He's lived a life that a lot of people would give their left pinky to be associated with. And he knows all kinds of interesting people. And yes, sometimes mm -hmm. he can be a little arrogant and short-tempered, but he has every so right. So can the to other be. guy. It's not nothing bad. Well, hold on, hold on. I'm not sure. It's part of their charm. Or... It's part of their charm. I agree. Yes. Um, other guy, what say you? I said, you know, I, I you know, I, I don't get arrogant. I, I'm just like I have strong convictions and opinions, but I don't have. Have I really ever gotten arrogant and belligerent? No. I'll be are sarcastic. You Richard, are you doing a Richard Hoagland impression right now? <laughs> I'm gonna come over there and break your pinky. I'm telling you, pretty you, know, you, you know, all I got to say to that is, is get in line. Ah, no, lots of people want to break those pinkies there, Jesse. Okay. Lots of people. I, I, I'll move on. I said what I, what I had no, to say. No, you know what? I, I completely no, agree. I, I, I Richard, understand your view, and I agree with you. Yeah, Richard C. Hoagland is uh, an icon in this field, and anybody who does what they're doing to him, I mean, it's ridiculous and really childish, but this is the nature of, you know, some of the people that are out there. And but I got I, I I got a comment. If you don't screen calls, you're going to get that. If now I'm get you just got to where I wanted to bring it full circle, which is Richard. Uh, I know it's hard to talk to him uh, through the week, and I haven't even reached mm. out. Uh, I've been busy too. Oh, I had him on the show, and, and it's hard to talk to him because he's so much smarter than everybody else. I mean, he's well, Jackal. If you speak to him this week or next week, tell him to think about screening calls and getting a call That's, screener. Yes, I think he needs help with technology. I think that he has too much to deal with with trying to make the radio technical part work and it's bombarding him he's not able to just free his mind to do what he's amazing at and a call screener would really help i hope his producer is thinking maybe that's the right move because it ruined the show a few times now mm. and i have a feeling that these folks are just getting really excited about it and it's some sort yeah. of steamroll effect where they're not going to leave him alone now, and there's some weird I wonder who's promoting some of this stuff because I know the Bill Gab folks are a little harsh on Richard, and uh, well, I wonder if maybe some. Well, of that life you mentioned Four Chan. Are you telling me really Four Chan people are hopping onto his site? You know, hopping uh, in. What, him? Well, what happened was I was listening to the show last night, and this this Michigan started. Okay, so okay. I I went and somebody Michigan, said that, a new word for me. Okay, go ahead. It's Yiddish. Okay. The, uh, somebody said that Richard um, uh, that. Uh, Someone had made a claim about Richard that Art had written a letter, and nobody knew if there was any truth to any of this, but Richard didn't want to talk about it. He said, I don't want to gossip, and that's hmm. fine, right? But these people had an agenda, and apparently um, they wanted to do a podcast where 
something of the effect of people from either Belgab or 4chan or whatnot wanted to do a podcast and it was in the same time slot or they've decided that Hoagland is an arrogant SOB, which is, uh, even if that's the case, like I said, well-deserved for what he's accomplished. But second of all, they're also claiming something about him not paying someone associated with the program that's not okay. associated with the program any longer in a producer role of some sort. Either gotcha. way, in a classy kind of way, Hoagland said, you know, why would we want to deal with this dirty laundry over the air? And of right. course, any professional would agree. But Correct. for some reason, this just steamrolled into this anonymous type um, virtual protest against this show. And here's a guy who's really just putting it out there saying, you know what? Uh, this the you know twilight of my life here into his golden years, and he's got a wealth of passion. And man, it is it's like someone picking on your dad, and you want to defend him. It's very very hard for me to watch these people just sort of tear at this guy. And I know he's got a thick skin. I know he probably doesn't need my help. Remember when I came to uh, Bassett's defense years ago? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it it almost backfired on me because Bassett didn't want someone defending him. Apparently, right. yeah. that's how yeah, that's how ba- arrogant Bassett can be. But Bassett is a different animal. Bassett is like a gladiator, man. Bassett's a warrior, right? you know. And and you know, Hoagland is more like Doctor Who. He's like you know, he's just the, the doctor. He's going to fix everything. He's going to show you some crazy science. You know, that's how that's how I see him. But look, we have another caller on the line. Uh, stay there, uh, Jesse. Don't go anywhere. Two oh eight. You're live on Skywatchers Radio. Uh, what do you got to say about what we've been talking about here? Or are you well, I used to have a show. Hi. First of all, I called in for Costa. I'm a Continuum X headquarters, part of the CE5. But, yeah, I used to have a show on Unseen World on Blog Talk Radio. And, yes, we had tons of trolls always calling in. Yeah. And one of us would have to screen because we'd have to have two on. If you tried to do it by yourself, it was nearly impossible. I'd have to mm-hmm. go in later and edit the episodes out What I couldn't if I couldn't catch them before. They've got a bunch of garbage on the air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's the reason why I bailed from Block Talk. I mean, I was there for about two years and I couldn't take it anymore. It was just horrible. The politics yeah. can get extreme sometimes. They really yep. can. Really but can. but I, 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 I'm really shocked that 4chan, that group of all people, would get involved in this because this that's, is yeah, that's nowhere weird. near their genre of, of um, dealing with things, to say the least. So there when you call paranormal, out. When I looked it up, other guy, there was a paranormal genre within 4chan, because I don't go to the site uh, ever. Yeah, I do go and, to the and, site once in a while, so... Um, and there was a paranormal section, and the thread was has since been taken down. But uh, apparently there's a live chat stream going during these shows, and right. people, for the most part, just type, almost like heckle vision. Have you heard of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they pretty much just sit there and heckle the whole time, which is expected. That's what people do. But they've taken it a step further, and this lady's talking about exactly what I'm talking about and this sort of cyber-terrorism anonymous crap mm. that, they, that they're doing to a legend. So in the blog talk sphere, I get it. I'm glad that you were able to figure out a screener's the way to go. In yeah. my opinion, I know there's an exciting value component to going, ooh, it's interesting. We don't screen the calls. You never know who's going to call in. But you know what? Yeah. It's not it's not working for Richard. It's not. Yeah. So if this producer has to change this so we can focus on the information. And I know a lot of people, including myself, 
because I don't work on radio anymore, I can be a lot more candid as a fan. I don't enjoy Richard going into other genres about interviewing vocalists and interviewing <laughs> people not associated with uh, the astro uh, community or the ufology or conspiracy community. That's why mm -hmm. I tune into to hear his expertise on. Not his musical choices. They're terrible. So <laughs> I, I, I would say well, it in that... the nicest way possible because I do love the man. Mm -hmm. Well, with Unseen World, we'd get all kinds of people calling in. We'd get uh, people that were musicians that were actually anti-extraterrestrial trying to turn everyone in our group we have a facebook group too and they try to turn everyone in that direction you know and we still to this day have to watch the people that join the group that are still listening to our shows in the archives because they're there to troll yes radio has crazy. many complex facets and it brings That's out terrible. all kinds of components in people that you just don't realize when you say hey i think i'm going to start a radio show it sounds like fun and then all of a sudden <laughs> Yes, indeed, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. And then you yep. find out that there are people out there that decide to attach their anxieties and their anger and their aggression on you for absolutely no reason other than you know, you know, public eye. You know what it is, though, Jesse? Uh, this yep. is what it is, and we've got to move on from the calls in a second here. Uh, there's a lot of crazy people in the world, and the Internet has opened the doorways to these crazy folks uh, to let them get online and have personalities that they would not have normally. And a lot of these crazy folks get on the internet and do crazy things like troll on the internet, troll radio shows, because they, a lot of these folks don't even work. They have nothing else to do. I totally agree, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to hold you up. I want That's to say one more thing if I can on a, in a closing note. Go ahead, buddy. And, 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 and God bless our bell, by the way. Yes, indeed. I, I want to yeah. say to all these ufology folks out there and these podcasts that are saying that ufology is a dead science and it's going away in a few years. And you know who you are. Uh -huh. Some very good shows are saying this because mm -hmm. they're getting oh, lazy and they're yep. getting tired and they don't, they just have a negative burnout. Take a break. You don't have to be in this all the time. I took a break and it came back with a fresh head. This science is not going anywhere. It is a very exciting time. And now we have the second coming of radio that has come back to us. Thank you, gentlemen. No worries. Yeah. You, no worries. You're right. There's a, there's a second resurgence resurgence of mm -hmm. streaming radio is a better way. Streaming media is a better way to put it. Um, when you can listen to the topic that you want when you want. Right. And doing this live is always a great thing. And I know we got a more than a couple of thousand listeners right now, if I'm right. Um, in Maybe the tent, yeah. Here's the thing, though. We live in a very mixed up world, and, and, and it's a, a soup. It's a bowl of soup, man, that we live in. And uh, there's a lot of crazies in that soup. So, uh, unfortunately, we got to deal with the crazies. I think uh, Richard definitely needs a screener. Uh, call screener is the way to go for him. Uh, even for art, yeah. to be honest with me. These are like the, the two top shows on the network. They should have I screeners. Agree. I mean, these are the echelon shows on the network. Uh, 208, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name, dear. What's your name? Linda Irwin from Continuum Max Headquarters in ET Let's Talk. Linda, uh, we're going to have uh, uh, Costa here on, on the show in about 15 minutes. You want to uh, call him back and uh, ask him questions later when he gets on the air with us? Sure. i got to say hi to him. You have All to. Right. <laughs> no worries. Thank okay. you for calling in. Talk to All you soon. All righty. All right. 
Uh, Jesse, let's get uh, Chris Brown on the line because Chris Brown was supposed to do news tonight, and the show's just been one messed up show tonight. And I apologize again, folks. It's all your uh, fault. It's all your fault. Let's it's all Microsoft's fault. It really is. Uh, Chris Brown, of course, who does the news with us on a weekly basis here now, and uh, let's see if he has anything he wants to share with the audience. If he decides to pick up at all, if not, it's all good because I don't know if he's even paying attention, paying attention at this point. Let's see what uh, happens. Yeah, no, but Jesse, you're absolutely right with uh, your uh, rant there, my friend. I mean, I completely agree 100%. Uh, it's a, it's shameful that people are doing yes. these kind of things. It really is. Uh, now, Chris, what do you think of uh, everything that Jesse said here about what's going on with Richard Oakland and he's, and the trolls that are trying to destroy his show? Uh, yeah, I completely agree. definitely needs to give somebody in there to, like, screen him and and um, it sounds like a real confusion because I, I, I heard it from – when Nancy and I were doing Bella Haven, and, and that was what we were hearing about the trolls and this and that, and then uh, that's been from back then, and well, it's continued to go. So, yeah, he needs to get something. Maybe he's just too stubborn to let anybody give him a hand. What can he do? He's however years old, and some people are like that when they get older. They just assume they don't want any help. So, I don't know. I, I hope that's not the case. I hope that's not the case, but that may be the case. Maybe that might be the reason why it's gone as long as it has. And Well, hopefully not. Uh, now, uh, moving on real quick, uh, do you have anything uh, news-wise uh, for the show for the last 15 minutes here before we go on break? I do. I do. I don't have a lot because I know we're pressed for time. Uh, and um, so, so we'll always but, make time for you. Come on. Well, hey, you need to make No pressure. Me. I'm no the man. Pressure. Right now, you know, I'm the man there. No, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to start off on something just on a little bit different note. And and that was uh, on the mysterious creature spotted. If if you didn't get from the uh, uh, mysterious creature photographed in the Greek sea cave. And it looked uh, like, well, to me, it looked like almost like a beluga well kind of almost a beluga well between a hippo kind of a look, and it was spot, just photographed when uh, somebody was taking a bunch of pictures, and he took them home and developed them, and bam, look what he had there. Is, is, uh, it was just a still shot. It wasn't anything that was um, uh, a video or anything, but here I post that right in there. And I really don't know what to, 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 to make out of it. Um, Kind of, uh, you know, it's it, 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 to me it looked like a beluga whale, but um, was I don't it know. flying in in at no, any point at all? Was it no, it's out, just out a like a, no. no, it's just a still picture. This is more of the crypto type of thing here that I, I got my one news, and this was hmm. all been going on here, and um, yeah, that was. Just I mean, that'd be great for our, our cryptozoology. Shows. I know. I know, and I and and I. But sky watchers. It was just one of skies. the things I had. Yeah, I know the, it. It was one of the things that I'd had. That the, the sky is the uh, the, the term we got to you know keep a focus on here. The sky. Watchers. Yeah, yeah, skies. I know it was. It was the sky, and I and there's so many things that. Um, I mean, it's a good attempt. Well, it was the attempt and and there's just so many other little things that were happening that i said well you know hey this looks interesting it's a picture and we can see it and and then the other is the, is the um you know the biggest thing is the people have been getting the thermal 
mysterious thermal out of the uh, the pyramids, the Gaza pyramids. Oh no! I heard about that. There's like oh yeah, I heard about, yeah, I heard about that. I was, yes, oh, yeah. thermal anomalies. And so what they were wondering what they were caused from. Well, apparently, what they were caused from was uh, passages, passages in the pyramids. They believe that they uh, that are bricked up. Mm-hmm. And so that is that is uh, the big thing there that um, that now they're they're looking on and. Um, so I guess all you know, all we can do, I guess, is stay tuned on that one, huh? And um, yeah, no kidding. So, well, a lot of people know there are hidden passages, and I mean that's something we've all kind of sure. like figured out, you know. Sure. In a lot of these pyramids, um, that's interesting though. There are hot spots in there. It's funny that it's still testing for different things like that at this point. Yeah, exactly. And um, but but again, um, did, did the pyramids fly into the sky at any point or? No, I think you're thinking about the movie Stargate, man. You're thinking yeah. of the- no, you're thinking of the movie Stargate on that no, one, and, and yeah, yeah, no flying, yeah, in the sky, no flying in the yeah. sky on that one, and yeah. and um, oh, for but two. Um, you know, the, you know, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys, my computer is just. I'm sitting here trying to get my. I have everything on it, and when I want to click it, there it is. Uh, a commercial pilot in Maine from our good old friends open, at Open Minds uh, describes in, in Maine a rectangular UFO. And um, it says that uh, some New Hampshire w- witnesses at a uh, reported um, seeing a rectangular UFO. As I'm clicking into it right now, my, once again, my crapped out computer guys are killed. It's killing. Yeah, I see that they they drew up some like schematics. They drew. Well, that's all I was yeah. gonna say. They they drew a picture, <laughs> so they weren't. It wasn't anything. Uh, they didn't have a photograph. They were just they were just pictures of them and their sketch of the street. And well, it's a lovely street. It was a lovely yeah. street. I know, and this, the the way they drew it was very very. Um, you know, you could just tell right away. And so that's uh, yeah they. Um, <clears throat> Now it said here uh, we observed a round white light yeah. about to uh, above and to our left. The witness yeah. stated, it "says I'm guessing it was about 800 to a thousand AGL." What the heck does that mean? Above ground level. Oh yeah, there you go. Ground it level. appeared to be uh, as uh, to uh, where it says. It Sorry, to I know these things. Easterly... Yeah, yeah, good man. It appeared to be on an easterly, uh, uh, easterly heading, but uh, to turn northwest, northeast. So uh, it says the object appeared to change shapes. Yep. Interesting. So that happens all the time, you know. Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, we know it changes all the time. It does. Yeah, we do. What does? UFOs change shape all the time. All the time? Yeah, Not it's in the, the rule book. So, it's in the rule times. book. What are you talking about? It's in the rule book. What, what, what is it, like the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? What yeah. Rule book? What rule book? There's no Absolutely. rule book. Yeah, there's a rule book. Why didn't I get a rule book? I've been in this thing for like seven or eight years now. Jesse, did you get a rule book? There is a rule book, but it's very expensive. Why Why don't I get a rule book? I got nothing. Because you haven't earned it. Okay, dun, I'm going to send Art dun. Bell a letter, because if anybody can get me a rule book, it will be Art Bell. Just saying. Yeah. Right. No, I lost my, co- my signed copy of Art of Talk, and I'm... Devastated. I can't find it anywhere. Wow, that's Aww. devastating. 
Uh, and, and, and my computer just is like the slowest that it wants to move tonight. So, but uh, I did have my other one too. And that was in, we're going to go and we're going to go back a few years to 1963, June right. 15th. Yes. Here comes yes. the Wayback Machine. The Wayback Machine. And yes. uh, it's a Wayback song too. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to do the. It says an, an Indiana witness at at Homer recalled a UFO event from June fifteenth, nineteen sixty three, when a craft landed in a barn uh, lot and was uh, accidentally seen by family members. But according to testimony, case uh, number seven one one six eight. From Mutual MUFON, as we know, uh, reporting center database. And he said the witness, her mother, brother, and sister had gone to Rushville with a cousin. And they went out outside to play. We went inside the house for a few minutes and they came outside. He said the witness stated they saw the object in our barn lot. He says, I would say it was 100 to 150 yards away. They were mesmerized. I know that feeling of mesmerized that I do. Yeah, and every time uh, I meet a nice looking girl. Yeah, yeah, and here they have a, I sent the link there in, in the chat and here they have them with their little stick figure my pictures. They're all looking at the barn waving and and uh, it says uh says um the witness described it sees I was standing on the right of everyone. We were all standing in a straight line. I remember glancing to my left and seeing my siblings and my cousin and was catching a glimpse of my mother standing inside the screen door. The craft reminded me of a satellite made of metal panels with different types of indentations on each panel. Says different family members had details from their individual perspective. Says my cousin and sister report more of the disc shape. My mother and brother are deceased, and my mother did remember the incident, but we never talked about it. And says I never talked with it about uh, with my brother. In fact, I had forgotten about it until my cousin mentioned it to me thirteen years or so later. So boom, there we are. All right, all right. Pop it out of your head when you can't. You know, years later and. That's how it happens. Yep, a lot of yep. Times, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. it says uh, – it shows a picture here of the cousin. Uh, it has it uh, apparently uh, that um, says that uh, he has uh, – was abducted. I'm kind of trying to scroll down in between all the, the small talk here. It's not easy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I know it. I know it. So uh, fast-paced show. Yes, yes, yes. It is very hard. So here we are. But it looks like he's, uh, well, he's showing a picture here of of the um, something on his wrist, uh, a pox, a chicken pox scar. But he wasn't sure oh. um, if it was. I was going to go with a watch. Scar, yeah, or a or a um, other type of body that uh, that had been there for something else. So scoop like to me, it almost looks like a. You know, everybody got their 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 shots in their arm back in like you know in the early you know old days. Early, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, actually, I have that on my uh, left arm. Uh, when yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna say from Cuba. Yep. Yeah, you probably would have one, and and oh yeah. So they have that little scar there, and that's what to me it looks like when I look at it. And 
See, I tried to front once and tried to tell her that I, that was an abduction scar, that I was abducted by aliens, and they gave me that scar. That's oh, <laughs> and then the girl's like, I'm Cuban, too, and I have that also. And I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. Didn't I'm yeah. shocked you couldn't tell that she was Cuban when you met her. But, okay. See, you just had to ruin my joke. See, why do you? Man. <laughs> can't take the other guy anywhere. Jesus. Nowhere. No, can't take him nowhere. Now, we're almost out of time here for this segment, guys, unfortunately. It's uh, coming to a crashing halt. And uh, when we come back on the other side of the break, we have Costa Macreas and Hollis Polk on the line, and they're going to talk about etletstalk.com. It's going to be enlightening conversation for sure. It's going to be insightful conversation for sure. It's going to be a, a lot of fun because, uh, you know, these two are, are just a delightful pair. And um, Jesse, I really wish you were still doing radio, man, because I would love to hear you and Costa go at it for a little bit. <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about, but I'm looking forward to listening. I know, I know that's sad, and I man. Did, it's sad. I did not even get to talk about my other soapbox issue, but we'll have to do it offline. Uh oh, you have another soap? Mm-hmm. Oh man, hold on, and hold I on. Have... Let's let's get out the podium. All right, you got one minute. Go, make it quick. No pressure. Okay. Fair enough. I will give it a shot. There's a gentleman for all you folks out there that are on this kick. This disinfo campaign to convince people that ufology is dying and that it will be gone in another generation. I believe very strongly in this gentleman. I think you should have him on the show, Skywatchers Radio. Okay. Uh, a pioneer leader in the field of ufology radio. Jeremy Locker. Corbett. Okay. Have you had him on yet? Have not had him on, no. Okay. Jackal, we'll this is your kind of now. guy. Okay. Now, here's a guy who is making UFO films. I'm sure you've seen some of them. They're, they don't have big budgets. He's doing a great job. I'm very impressed. But there's a film that he recently did on Lazar, Bob Lazar, folks, a story that you need to revisit. This is a story that I still strongly believe is a tipping point type story that people have forgotten about and now have totally put into a closet. So with my little minute dwindling i will only say i hope that offline i can help you maybe have this gentleman on i think he's one of the pioneers almost like another person that has left us a long time ago because of a mistake made i think mr fox james mm. fox yes who we need Around so badly there. to come back to us and that's a whole nother conversation this kid is doing some sick stuff jackal and i really think the two of you would become friends as well um, and it could be good for the field. So thank you for letting me spew. You're welcome, my friend. No. Anytime. And other guy, good talking with you as well. And hey, uh, God bless, not a worry. You God bless our anytime. bell. And good luck. I'll be listening. Thank you, gentlemen. Nope. Guys, we're going to go on a quick commercial break. When we return on the other side, Costa Macreas, Hollis Polk, com. Stick around. This is Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio. Right back. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. 
We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic, truth is truth. No longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce, The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London. The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 954 3374 That's 954-973-3374 or visit keyinformation.com The UFO phenomenon either we like it or not is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes and you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky.
we're back live on Skywatchers Radio right here on the Dark Matter Digital Network and, of course, PSN Radio. Now with us is our guest tonight, Costa Macreas and, of course, Hollis Polk. But first, before we get to them, I want to let everybody know that open lines, folks, if you want to call in, I'm going to reiterate. Call in, ask your questions. I'm sure they would love to hear from you. 786-245-8127. Again, that's 786-245-8127. Now, of course, etletstalk.com is the website, and Costa and Hollis are the guests. Welcome back to Skywatchers Radio. It's so awesome having you back on the show with us. Thank you for bringing us back. I am very grateful. Great to be here. You know, good folks, I like having them on the show often, and especially folks who are into this subject. And like I was talking to Jesse earlier, uh, the subject is not dying. And you folks know, the two of you know for a fact, because you do some really great work on the on the website, etletstalk.com. So well, you know for a fact that this uh, this whole genre is not dying. In fact, it's uh, it's not as strong as it was maybe 10 years ago, but it's still pretty darn strong. But consider this, though, that uh, the little the niche, if you will, that we're in, which is teaching people how to make their own interactive contact, is relatively new as opposed to the right. the regular ufology field, which has for decades been a more passive thing. You know, if you're lucky enough to be driving or mm-hmm. or in a situation where you see one, then then that's that's great and it may change your life. But as you know, what we're doing is being proactive about things, and there's nothing. Uh, that's uh, stilted about that or dying right now. We're we're bringing on new members all the time, reaching out into more countries. And you know what's really cool is that uh, we're going to be making more of an outreach to millennials nice. because that's where the future is. And and yep. I find that as I um, as I make contacts and network around that those in the under thirty uh, range or from teens, late teens to thirty ish. Are, are very open to this. They're, they're a generation that grew mm-hmm. up with with uh, Star Trek, E.T., Close Encounters, all of the stuff that was really foundational in our time, or actually in my time. You guys are younger than, than I am. but Not much. Not by much. But, uh, <laughs> oh, qu- enough, enough. I wish I could, could, could do a reverse there and be as young as you are. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is that millennials are quite open, and I find a, a real uh, curiosity and a, gee, can I do that too? You know, when I mm. describe what I do, you know, at parties right, or, the, right. or the checkout line somewhere. So it's not dying, and we, we're going to be doing everything we can to engage that generation because they're going to follow us. Um, I keep telling many of them, hey, you guys are going to go to the stars. There will be contact in your lifetimes. I would put money on that. So let's start getting prepared and let's start getting excited. Let's start figuring out how we're going to interact um, with these intelligences and, and and just do it. Get ready. Now, part of getting part of getting ready uh, for this ultimate contact, and that, that's of course saying that there hasn't been contact already. Which, of course, on this show we believe there has been contact, but not, you know, on a global scale where everybody can be contacted and just be aware that, yes, everything is real and they're here. Uh, maybe not that form of contact, but with that said, I mean, how do you exactly get prepared or how do you prepare new folks coming into the field uh, with, uh, you know, with the website and what you guys are doing over there? Well, the way that I would help people prepare is mm-hmm. to have them develop their own what people like to call intuitive senses, I prefer the term clair senses, clair meaning clear. 
these are the non-physical senses that our modern day world likes to deride or even um, likes to deny that they exist. But the fact right. of the matter is that everybody has these senses. And in fact, when I've had several telepathic contacts with ETs and, you know, telepathy. Okay. Let me back up a little bit here. <laughs> You know, people use this word intuition, which I really dislike, but it's kind of the polite term. Hmm. And the reason I don't like it is that it mushes together a lot of things that are best used if they're identified separately. So for each physical sense, there's a clear sense. And I'll, I'll try to do them in the um, order of, of most common to least common. Okay. So, most everybody feels stuff, and that is called clairsentience. And, you know, there's a really fine borderline between, you know, an emotion and a psychic knowing through your feelings. Okay. But everybody has them to one degree or another. Then there's clairvoyance, which is seeing. And there are actually two types of clairvoyance. There's an internal clairvoyance of I get information through pictures in my mind. And there's another one, which is like seeing people's auras um, or sometimes seeing the beings, our, our extraterrestrial friends who are not physical. Um, the next most common one is clairaudience, which is hearing. Well, hold on. Before you continue, when you say not physical, are we talking about spirit aliens or light beings uh, that are in a different realm? What exactly do you mean not physical? Because I, uh, I always have a hard time understanding when people say beings that are living but not physical. Well, you know, I don't know. There are a lot of things that we just don't know. But I do mm. know that people have had contact. In fact, we have had contact because we have a photograph uh, taken with a digital camera of a very clearly of a being that was over Costa's shoulder at night that nobody could see with their physical eyes. And yet uh, through the viewfinder of the camera there it was 40 different pairs of eyes could clearly see so how do you characterize that um i agree with hollis there's a lot that we don't know uh, it's an awfully right. big universe our senses are limited uh, are limited as great as they are mm. um, we're just looking and feeling and living in a very small part of the electromagnetic spectrum so we have to allow for the fact that there is more there than we we know um, and we're, if we keep an open mind and keep trying to discover, then, you know, I think eventually we'll, we'll learn these different levels and, and label them different metaphysicals, uh, th thought structures have, have done a lot of that. They talk about right. other dimensions, about astral planes, causal planes. Um, you can go on and on about this, but, um, but what Hollis was saying too is, is, is so relevant about being prepared. That's what you were asking. And, Increasing your attunement and using your senses and identifying them the way she teaches people is one way to prepare uh, for how they may contact you because it's not always lights in the sky. Um, Hollis has examples of again, you know that there. I won't really talk about the next two senses, but there is one uh, for smell, which is clear olfaction, one for taste, which is clear gustation, and then. There is what I think of as the true sixth sense, the sense that dare not speak its name, uh, which is telepathy. And also called channeling if it's with a non-physical mm. being. And our, our, you know, ET brothers and sisters 
when they communicate with us, because if you think about it, direct mind-to-mind communication doesn't require a translator. Like I heard you in the last hour talking about the experience of uh, having people in front of you speaking in a language you didn't understand. Right. Okay. That is a human experience. Right. If you are connecting to an ET, at least one that wants to communicate with you, trust me, you'll understand each other because it's happened to me. And I know they don't speak English, right? That Like, how human-centric is that, right? Right. Well, here, the way I would equate it, though, it would be more um, like if we go and try to talk to a lower life form animal, uh, aliens coming down and talking to us because we were – maybe they're the way of, of them – the way they speak is so different from ours that there's no way for us to even understand uh, them at all. And it would be like us trying to talk to a horse or a dog or a cat or, or any animal out there. Uh, you know, they have their own languages and their own uh, ideas and, their, you know, they, they think. But, yeah, we can't communicate with animals. Yes, we can. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I, I keep telling my dog not to pee on the rug, but he still pees on the rug every day. <laughs> well, you would should... figure after five years he would start listening to me and not peeing on the Actually, rug Actually. Actually, the rug ties the room together, too. It's just hard. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I would suggest that you listen to your dog rather than trying to talk to him. Ask him what the problem is. I and could then, do that, but if right. I do that, yeah, but here, if I start doing that, I'm going to end up in a straitjacket in a white padded room. Uh, no. But you're ending up there anyway, man. <laughs> this is true. That's true, too. Yes, yes. Enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, this is here's, true. Here's the thing. Um, just because you have an ability that other humans don't have doesn't make you crazy. It makes them limited. I'm going to use that in case I get institutionalized. You're welcome. <laughs> plagiarize that too. Yeah. I'm going to plagiarize that. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to use that. I'm going to mark that down, write it. Too, in terms of being ready, there's the, um, what Hollis has been talking about, the, mm-hmm. um, the physical, emotional aspects of, of tuning your own, um, Gifts to be able to to communicate in whatever manner that that comes across telepathy being probably one of the most foolproof ones, and we have a lot of examples in the etletstalk.com community of people uh, during our monthly events um, r- giving us reports of how they've contacted ET intelligence, and it has been through telepathy, um, and it has been very clear. But the other thing about being prepared for the next mm-hmm. generation is. It's a change of consciousness, which is an openness to the fact that they exist in the universe. My my generation has had decades of lies and cover-ups right. and, and, and put-downs of all this. And that's why mm-hmm. you can't, uh, you couldn't in public uh, company talk about this without being thought uh, being uh, as being crazy or inst- needing institutionalization, etc. That has shifted in the last few decades a lot. And now the changes consciousness has come, which is more like curiosity. What are they like? Why are they visiting here? Going from fear and paranoia instead right. to at least Whoa. being neutral and asking the question like, okay, they're there. They're here. They're clear. Get used to it. What have we got to learn? And uh, what are we going to talk about? Are we going to dance? Uh, are we going to eat and interact? What kind of... Um, Gifts do they have, uh, technological, spiritual, and otherwise, 
uh, to share with us. Eventually. Isn't that always like the, the thing that mankind always says, though, that, you know, maybe they'll come down here and give us these great gifts and teach us how to live. Maybe, the, you know, we're going to encounter a bunch of races of beings that are not even remotely interested in sharing their technology or showing us a way to live. Maybe we're well, going to encounter like a race. that to serve man. At yeah, that, that's my biggest fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is my biggest fear. Listen, our we great listener, great listener from Australia, Gary Anderson, uh, throws his two cents here on Skype. He says, uh, the fact that they're not visible to the naked eye, but visible through a viewfinder doesn't mean they're not physically there. It just means they're slightly out of phase with us, be it dimensionally or just via spectral vibration limitations. Okay, I, I, I would accept yeah. that. Too. I think they're predators uh, with the uh, <laughs> cloaking device, that cloaking ca- <laughs> camouflage kind of thing. That stuff you could see out of the corner of the eye, out of your eye, but it's just right. It's just there. You know it's there. You just can't see it. I'm with you on that. That's what I think also. Well, if they're predators, be very careful, other guy, because you probably taste very good with ketchup. Really? And I thought it was mayonnaise, but okay. I'm not, I'm not even going okay, there. Well, just, just putting that out there for you. <laughs> Thank you for Look, putting it out there. Uh, I think. It, is, it is a huge universe. You know, Not every race is at the same spiritual development as so many others. I mean, astronomers are finding mm-hmm. now, it seems like every day, scores and scores more possible Goldilocks and otherwise non-Goldilocks planets out there. Right. These civilizations are probably on a uh, on the continuum, you know, from good to evil. Uh, I believe, though, at this time on Earth, that the majority are benevolent that have um, that are visiting us. If they had been truly wanting to take over, they would have done it by now. If they have superior weaponry and whatever. Uh, they could have flattened us in the Stone Age or even in the beginning of the Industrial Age. That didn't happen. That's so I'm, my contacts and what I hear from the people in the field with all the teams that we have out there in all the countries are largely, if not 100%, positive encounters. We hear things like, we love you. Um, how can we work together? Um, <laughs> when can we meet? What's your sign? No, no, I'm just... <laughs> What are you wearing tonight? No, but here's, here's the thing, Ghost yeah, yeah. Up. Here's the thing. Uh, we went through the same exact thing in Cuba when uh, Fidel Castro and Che Guevara were first starting the revolution. They were everybody's best friend. Hey, we love the we love the Cuban people. We love our people. We want to make this a better land. And it's been nothing but torture ever since they won the revolution. That's why I'm a little weary. Look, uh, the same thing happened to Native Americans when white men landed on here. At first, everybody was trying to be peaceful, right? Didn't work out so well for the Native Americans. Didn't and, and Dr. Stephen Hawkins actually made a very good point when he said that we better be careful uh, who we uh, send signals to in space because we have no idea who's out there. Uh, they could very well be very enlightening, uh, you know, spiritual beings that are that want nothing but the best for us. At the same time, it could be uh, something like the predator that uh, the other guy here keeps talking about. I mean, it could be either or. The thing with me is I do think that if we're going to have contact, if we're going to have that that official contact it has to be on a physical form i mean it can't be some uh, some ghost apparition looking alien that just uh, only shows up in pictures that that's not going to fly uh it's something that's out of sync with our physical reality that's not going to fly most people are going to think it's just bogus so we're going to have to have that landing on the white house lawn or, or some kind of a physical appearance by aliens to a media outlet or somewhere where it cannot be denied any further that has to happen for it to be official i think worldwide uh what do you think about that costa and Mahalis? well I think that in the short run, that's mm-hmm. true. I think in yep. the long run, there's actually another solution, 
which is that more people have a wider range of perception. Because you know what? There are mediums, and they talk to what we call dead people. But if everybody yeah. has a wider range of perception, no, let me finish. Go ahead. We could talk to them. How much How much of a bigger step is it to talk to some, some other race that isn't human that isn't physical? So but how, it's a longer-term solution. In the short run, I totally agree with you. And I agree, too, because uh, we're just at the beginning kindergarten stages right now. Right. We're, we're emerging out of this cover-up that's been – and this media blitz that Hollywood has laid on us, which, my friend, you are very susceptible to. The fear porn, as David Wilcock calls it. Oh, yeah. It's alive and well and living in you. And guess what? It was living in me, too, until I had a couple up-close and personal experiences that changed me uh, to the other side of, of being more optimistic about all this. So, um yeah, lost my train of thought. <laughs> train got derailed, but that's all right. You were at I, I, I hear you. You lost, you lost me a few point. No, but here, here's the thing. Uh, we're talking about medium, talking about mediums and psychics and clairvoyants. Uh, how many of those are legit? I mean, look, we, we've had plenty of snakes and liars in those fields also over the years. Personally, I, I don't believe anybody who tells me, "Oh, I'm psychic. I can read your palm. Let me read your." Like, none of that to me is credible. Honestly, it just doesn't fly with me. Uh, so you well, know, I have a little bit of a hard time with clairvoyance that's in fine. general. No. Listen. Um, there are a lot of people out there, mostly uh, gypsies, right, who right. are scam artists, and that's what they are, period. Correct. They're scam artists. And I have had to uh, fix things that the scam artists have screwed up in people a lot. Mm-hmm. So I take offense at the scam artists as well, but I know plenty of people who are pretty darn good at one mode or another of connection with other people. And you know, you, you're looking in the wrong places. You're looking in those storefronts. They're yeah. still the scam artists. I got to stop uh, Googling for clairvoyance. That's what it is. <laughs> like you ever did. Yeah, I probably don't know. You know, it's funny, though, because my father married a, a lady who claimed to have psychic abilities, and uh, she was a tarot card reader. She actually does readings out of her home. And um, for years, she used to you know, tell me, oh, you know, let me give you a reading because I have all these uh, these you know, messages that I should, you know, pass along and, and she'd only do it, you know, in her little office that she had set up at her house with her tarot cards and whatnot. And then one day out of curiosity, I, this is back like in 2005, I told her, yeah, sure. You know, give me a reading, go for it. And we sit down and uh, she starts, you know, reading her cards and, and whatnot. And she tells me, Oh, I, I have a feeling that you're going to start traveling. You're just going to get up one day and you're just going to get everything together and just leave and travel somewhere. And I looked at her and I was like, really? And she said, yes, I, it, just, it just hit me that you're going to go and travel. And I was like, isn't that odd, considering I just started working at Prestige Service Travel? Did she know that? Yes, she did, actually. She, oh. you know. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. You know, the but, point is, she no, came up with something very obvious, and it just well, it killed the mood for me. Maybe you are. Maybe, you know, RET friends are going to take you for a ride one day. You know, no, no, no. I, I, I mean, I was traveling a lot. I, I worked at a travel agency, so I was traveling. You know knows, Alan knows that. You, you can't park yeah. your, your mind at the door. I would say there are yeah. good and bad mechanics, good and bad handymen, um, good and bad, mostly bad. No, good and bad politicians. Um, we cannot park our minds at the door, our discriminating, and I'm, by that I mean our ability to analyze and be do critical thinking. So I'm with you when I when if you want to be leery, it's better to be skeptical about right. psychics, mechanics, 
Um, maybe not librarians. They're all good. Um, <laughs> politicians. And I was once a librarian, and, and, and I know. Um, but Yeah, politicians for, I don't trust, by the way. Who? Politicians. <laughs> don't trust politicians. That's the... Well, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You, that, that's a, you have a lot of company there. Yes. Uh, what I'm saying is it's good to be skeptical to begin with and then and just um, try some somebody. You know, it's like if you get a good handyman, uh, if the first two or three don't work out or the first one doesn't because they, they lied to you or misrepresented in some other way, you don't give up on it. You just uh, have a better um, criteria the next time for choosing someone who – uh, might be more more honest and doing what you want. So it's live and learn. It's experience. Um, don't give up on that. There are good people out there, as Hollis was saying. Are we? Can you still get us? I, I thought we might have lost a, a Skype connection. No, no, no we're good. We're no, good. we got it. Oh, yeah. okay, sorry about that. Um, I don't know what's going on with the other guy. Are you okay there, other guy? Yeah, I'm here. I'm fine. Can you hear me well? Yeah, yeah there's some uh, crazy um, wind noise going on over there. Not on my end. No, no, it was completely on your end. Was he no, breaking? I'm, I'm the... hearing it. I'm hearing it from you guys, so it ain't me. Oh. No, no, no. It was all you. Uh, so. uh, um, okay. <laughs> so. No, but um, anyway, uh, we actually had to hit a, hit a commercial break in a couple minutes here. Um, let's do that. Let's hit a commercial break and then reset the Skype here because I don't know what's going on with your audio there, other guy. And uh, when we come back, we'll continue this enlightening conversation. Guys, call in 786-245-8127. I know you want to ask some questions. There's a lot to be asked. Uh, if you want to know how to uh, make contact, well, start calling. Start asking. 786-245-8127. We'll be right back on Skywatchers Radio. James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly. CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction... Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. At the UFO phenomenon 
whether we like it or not is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Or are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. everybody welcome back to the last segment of the show Skywatchers radio before the big guy go- comes on the air and of course the big guy i'm not talking about the other guy and i'm talking about the one and only art bell who's going to be on live at midnight for midnight in the desert but now until then we have of course the great custom macreas and hollis polk on the line and we're talking about etletstalk.com and uh, i think i said the, the, uh, the website url more than you two tonight by the way let me give props but, to myself you know, for that Oh, you're, you're right. Last time I was just shameless, wasn't I? And Completely. I, I yeah. Tra- I trained so well. They're doing my work for me right now. So It's awesome. So It's awesome. Thank you. ETLetstalk.com. 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 Are we equal yet? Yeah, uh, one more got, time. We got the point. One more. We got the one more. Point. How does you say it once? Just once. ETLetstalk.com. That's what I'm saying. ETLetstalk.com. Now, for folks that are joining the website, that are new to the website, that are you know eager to learn about this subject and to learn of how you know how they could possibly make contact, uh, or you know to be ready for the contact, uh, have you folks uh, encountered folks that have come to you and said, you know what, I've been abducted my uh, my entire life, and it's just uh, this has been going on maybe even before I was born to my family. Have you seen like that pattern at all? Yeah, uh, people have a whole continuum of stories, and uh, I listen respectfully and deal with respect respectfully with with everybody because it's their personal experiences. Um, right, right. And yes, so I get the abduction scenarios, and I also get total newbies who just have an open mind, have heard a story, or knew someone that had a sighting, and they want to kind of try that themselves. So yeah, I get the whole continuum and have heard some pretty wild stuff. And you know what? I, I can't verify any of it if, uh, and I don't, I don't try to. Um, I validate people that they've had an experience and really what we're offering on the website is just a, a chance for people to learn how to make their own contact. I'm not trying to preach what's true or not true to each person. I mean, I have my own beliefs about ET and what they're doing here and what, what it's all about, but I'm encouraging people to become their own authorities and just giving them the tools on the website to be able to do that. The, the CE five, the close encounters of the fifth kind protocols, which if you become a free member on ET, let's talk. Dot com. Um, Go ahead. What, 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 what was that website again? What was it? ET, let's talk.com. We didn't Look, he said it together. Stereo. It was great. Awesome. It was in stereo. Oh God. Yeah. Harmony. You guys got to clip that out and use it as a bumper. Um, but we, we give people the tools. We put them on a map there so they can find others nearby. There's a place where they can 
upload videos, photographs, uh, um, interact with others uh, in the community, to, to share stories in a safe place. Um, it, it's a real community. We have about um, uh, 6,000 plus people in 60, more than 60 countries wow. now in the ET Let's Talk community. And in the People's Disclosure Movement, which, which I founded a few years ago, uh-huh. which um, I'm, I'm figuring when I did a count of the um, the other networks of CE5 uh, ET Contact networks that are out there, I figure there are probably 21,000 people generally who are making daily, weekly, or monthly ET contact. That's a lot of folks that weren't there quite a few years ago, and it, it's an exciting uh, surge of people right there at the, the outer edge of humanity doing something that probably most of us never thought we would be doing, but still paving the way, hitting the beach, uh, making the contact, and learning all along the way how to become our own authorities. I, I like to say that because for decades governments have lied to us about the UFO ET cover-up and misled us and told us we're crazy, um, we're bypassing all that now. We're, you know, as part of the People's Disclosure Movement and what we're doing at etletstalk.com, we're giving people the tools to become our own people-powered movement and become our own authorities. So I, I also like to say that not only can we handle the truth, because we've been told that we can't handle the truth, that's why we have to keep all your little mushrooms in the dark, because you can't handle the truth. That's BS. Um, not only can we handle the truth, we're creating it. We're uncovering it ourselves, becoming our own authorities. And that's what's different. We're going from those control structures of authority telling us what to believe and what we saw and didn't see to figuring it out for ourselves and sharing our stories with each other and empowering each other along the way. And we're not going to agree on all the details, uh, but at least... We're the ones paving the way, and we're finally being empowered. We're actually we're empowering ourselves uh, as part of the People's Disclosure Movement to uncover that truth. And this is a whole new shift. And when getting back to what you were saying before about the consciousness, about how to prepare, that's what I'm trying to tell millennials and anyone else who will listen, which is here are the tools on etletstalk.com for making your own (laughs) contact. Um, Now get out there and do it. And let's find out the truth for ourselves because uh, certainly those <clears throat> we call the authorities haven't been presenting it and we don't want to be in the dark any longer. And we're not going to be. We're turning on the lights. Now, that's great. And it, it, that's, you know, one of the main things I think ufology has been needing for a long time is groups like that. Do you guys ever go out and uh, do like, uh, say, sky watches with folks and take them out and try to actually see UFOs if, if you can catch anything? Oh, all the time. Um, the Global CE5 Initiative, which I found uh-huh. in, in October 2010, and we just celebrated our fifth birthday. Yay! Yay! Happy birthday Happy to you. us. Happy birthday um, to you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we're starting our sixth year. We do that on a monthly basis where we coordinate um, our teams all across the world during a 24-hour period to make kind of a united contact, each in our own ways. Um now, that doesn't stop people from <clears throat> making their own contact wherever they are, daily or weekly, but at least once a month uh, f- uh, after founding the Global C5 Initiative, we've been at- getting together during one Saturday near the new moon to do that. So we've been- we have been going out um, all along. There's lots of stories. We've captured videos. We've captured pictures. We've had experiences of our own, um, as well as our hundreds of our other teams in, in-, in those years. 
And we're going to continue to do that because that that is really the forefront of what we're about. Uh, part of the People's Disclosure Movement is to keep going out with Skywatches. Um, last August, um, we had a special ET Let's Talk retreat where 28 of us went to Mount Shasta in the northern part of California. Uh-huh. And what was interesting about this group is that many of the people kind of came filtered through me because I network a lot and know all different types of folks uh, in this ET Let's Talk community. Uh, some of them didn't know each other. So the question in my mind as we assembled in Shasta was, well, will this person get along with this one? Will this group who doesn't know this other group get along? It was a little bit of a risk, but we were really excited to try it because part of making the contact with ET, part of those C5 protocols, is to have a group coherence uh, of getting along and a harmony that allows for ET to pick up your signal, as it were. So human beings not getting along or being discordant or being full of fear or resentful of others, it's not a good situation to try to make that contact under the sky that, that you're asking about. So at, at Shasta, um, at this particular mm-hmm. retreat, everybody did come together. I was pleasantly surprised and overjoyed. Everybody. And had, what did you guys see? We had three to four nights of uh-huh. um, sky contact where we could identify lights that were not terrestrial and we have a checklist we know how to look for these things that would pulse that would move erratically that would respond to our thoughts to phase up and phase down um we had lights on the face of um mount shasta in the wee hours and i hope one of our callers who was there um talking to you ed well, we'll call in because he was an eyewitness to a remarkable multi-hour event of um, bright lights on the face of that mountain in the wee hours that had no business being up there. At, at, I mean, they didn't have any business, but human beings could not be up there at the height, mm-hmm. um, 11, 12,000 feet where they were and behaved in, in very it, cool fashion. It's more or less a sheer rock wall. Yeah. And... Mm. So we we had that we had telepathic contact on the ground. Um, it it just varies with people. When you get twenty eight people like that, they have different abilities. As Hollis was saying, some of them have different psychic senses and may be able to see something in the sky that someone else in the group may not see, but a bunch of people do. So you validate each other, and that's what's cool about a group like that because you. You can share real time, you know, what you're seeing or what you're hearing and then discover if other people are getting the same thing. And that way, you know, you're not making it up. You're being truthful. You have integrity and that you're not crazy yourself. So we're really big on validation. We're really big under the sky of checking the satellite charts, of knowing where the airport uh, airline paths are, knowing satellites look like, what's up there so that if there's a meteor shower, all kinds of things. Because we want to be truthful, and yet when we eliminate all those things that we know about and still see anomalous behavior of lights up there um, doing crazy stuff uh, in movements and in phasing in and out that that we know can't be done by any terrestrial objects we know of, then we get excited and we validate each other and say, okay, there's what we believe is a starcraft we'll never know unless they really come down and land mm-hmm. but there's certainly like a huge mystery that appears this way time after time group after group uh month after month over the years that 
has convinced us that there is something going on. And by the way, I should say that some of the reports I do get from my teams um, across the, the world is that some of them do get great photographs of round objects that um, that have pulsating lights that don't make a noise that will hover over a house or something, mm. uh, just as an example. So it's not just like far distant little lights that, that dance around up there. Right, right. There are more more substantial shape-filled kind of objects that are seen. My thing, uh, though, is with so many people making contact uh, in their own way, in their own form, why is it that we don't have global contact yet? We have global contact. The mass media is not telling you about it, my friend. Um, there are I understand that, but the mass media is one thing. But look, if aliens really want to make contact, they can bypass the media easily. Well, they're talking to people like us, um, and maybe someday they'll use the media if they can hose up. But, but here's the thing. If there's a lockdown on the media, um, you know, an extraterrestrial could show up in the press room at the New York Times, and we'd never hear about it. But that's the New York Times. Why don't they make themselves uh, known by flying over a major like sporting event, for example, and landing in the middle of like a baseball field? With the cameras live. pointing right at them. Yep. This is a live situation. Um, there are. That's always the question. You got to admit that. That is always it's a, it's the a stickler. Question. And, and it, by the way, uh, before we continue, we have a, a couple callers that tried to call in. I missed their calls. If you guys want to call in, please call in. I'm going to be uh, checking the Skype here. So uh, yeah, apologize. we got about 20 minutes left. We can do that with. Yep. Go ahead, yep. Costa. We'd love to talk. Um, this is the sixty-four thousand dollars disclosure question. It's it's the yeah. When are they going to? Uh, land on the White House lawn. Um, Should I take it or not? The Earth oh, somebody, right now... Somebody's, th- somebody's getting a call. Hold on. Somebody's getting a call. Not a... Let's, let's snoop. Let's see what it's all about. Okay. What the hell? I don't know what to do. That's right. Yeah. You tell them. Um, what I'm saying is that <laughs> I don't think... if This is my personal opinion that today, this hour, this minute, humanity as a whole is ready for a global disclosure. And I know that may sound like heresy, but we're so busy tearing each other apart, making each other wrong over religion, over politics, over skin color, uh, full of hate, that any attempt, I think, by superior peaceful civilizations to come down is going to be met in so many different violent and peaceful ways by a humanity that's not quite ready within itself. So, if Yeah, I- but see, this is, this, is where, this is where we get into like a kind of, uh, of a... Of a tussle, uh, because you know, at one point we're saying that humanity is ready for the disclosure because of the fact that we're so much more enlightened, more people are interested. And then in the other turn, you're saying that, wait, no, we're not ready because there could be all these other things that could be, be harmful uh, that we might do because of this fact that there's disclosure. So, you know, where are we really standing? Are we ready or are we not ready? I don't think we were ready 100 years ago. You know, I don't think we were ready even 50 years ago. Personally, I think for the most part, we are ready now. Though I think society has come a very, very long way, and uh, in fact, uh, before you continue and answer that, let's get two oh eight on the line because I know they've been trying to get in on the air. Two oh eight, you're live on Skywatchers Radio with Costa and Hollis. Hi, this is Linda Irwin from Continuum X. <laughs> how you doing, Linda? Hey, Linda. How Hello. Hey, hey. How you doing? We're doing fine. Great. Glad to hear you. Hey, Linda. How you doing? Do you have a question for Costa? Actually, I just wanted them to remind everybody about this Saturday. Good point. Good point. Okay, oh, yeah. that, that, yeah, that leaves yeah. that open and blank. 
Well, What's okay, the this is uh, I mentioned CE5. Oh, yeah, wow, we have a global CE5 event this Saturday. Um, the the thing that we've been doing monthly since October 2010, where our worldwide groups coordinate together and do their own uh, contact. And Linda's sweet enough to call in and and give a plug for uh, the effort this this Saturday, where hundreds of our groups will get together across the world and make the contact, and then we'll take reports from them. So it's always an exciting time every month when that happens. And uh, people who come and become who become free members on etletstalk.com will get on a mailing list and get announcements about these monthly events, the, the Global CE5 initiative that I founded, and be able to participate then. So th- thanks for the plug, Linda. Now I have I have a question here. Uh, by the way, uh, not to continue, the, you know, not to cut the plug off here because it's a great plug. Uh, but a uh, question uh, comes from Skype here, and they want to know uh, how exactly, or they want you to explain uh, how the contact uh, is made most of the time uh, with some of the folks that are coming to etletstalk.com, or at least uh, what's the the average form of uh, of contact these folks are getting? Okay, there there are instructions there um, on the website that are very simple and direct about um, getting together either alone or in a group and using consciousness. This is uh, uh, getting together, you could call it meditation, uh, sitting in silence, using visualization, being a group harmony, because these civilizations are really picking up on, and I'm going to get new agey on you here, but on on our vibrations, on our frequencies. If if we're open-minded and approaching them with at least tolerance and, and with some love and doing it in a group setting and visualizing ourselves as a group, uh, showing them where we're located um, from space um, on the earth and then giving them an invitation th- through our minds and our hearts. Um, again, that sounds touchy-feely, but people do... Somebody, somebody's getting a call. Somebody's phone is going crazy in the background there. Uh, yeah, that is our phone call, but we're not sure why. Uh, I think it's another caller trying to get in, so uh, uh, let's uh, see. Yeah, there's another caller trying to That's probably another person trying to get a hold of you to tell you, uh, hey, tell them to pick up the phone. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Maybe. Well, I'll Uh, let you go so you can get the other caller in. How's that? Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Here's a a question, though, that I have for you, uh, Costa. Now, when you deal with uh, entities in the the manner you're dealing with and making contact or teaching folks how to do this, uh, doesn't this open the the doorway for a possible, like, I don't know, let's say demon possession or uh, some kind of otherworldly thing that is not exactly as extraterrestrial, but maybe you're dealing with something that might be lying to you and it's not really an ET but a demon or a poltergeist or something really just nasty. We... Uh, tell people that they should always use whatever spiritual protection that is Hello. next to them. Okay, 802, you got to wait until you're announced. Hold on one second, okay? You're not live on the air yet. You're still on. Okay. Okay, we're screening the call. Just uh, hold on right there. Okay, hold on. All right, Costa, continue. I'm sorry, we're live on the air again, Costa. Go ahead. Yeah, I was saying that um, if that is a concern, and I understand that, uh, people can use whatever spiritual form of protection that is natural for them. Um we don't dictate what that should be to people, but uh, again, there are powers for good out there, and we have to get out of the fear and paranoia uh, of that state of mind because we will attract it. The fear porn will continue to attract 
you know, if there are negative entities on the astral plane or, or whatnot. Our group. I mean, if you think about it, you're, you're, you're trying to contact, uh, really what the, it sounds like is spiritual beings more than anything else. Uh, the astral plane, for example. I mean, I don't think, uh, you know, little greys are hanging out in the astral plane. I think they're more physical, and a lot of aliens might be more physical in, in their own world. Uh, to me, what you guys are trying to make contact with more than anything is uh, beings that are not in this realm, in this dimension, maybe not in this existence, maybe not beings that are uh, they at one point were on this planet and are, have crossed over in a different a different way. You're making contact with a whole different kind of being and not an alien being itself. That's a possibility, and that's scary in itself, man. You might be you know opening the door to some really... Uh, nasty stuff. Now we are going to bring in uh, 802 live on the air who has a question for you, Costa. 802, you're live on Skywatchers Radio. Uh, you have a couple minutes. Go ahead. Ask away. Yeah, I uh, I have to be honest. I really don't have a question. Okay. Um, I'm well, calling in. I've, I've, I've spoken with Angel before. That's you know me. me. Uh, is that you? That's me. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, this is Sawyer. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer? Yeah, uh, the Heaven's Gate guy. Oh, my goodness, it's been years. Yeah, sorry, how you doing, buddy? Yes, it has been years. And uh, I just noticed, I just, you know, logged in, I don't know why, but uh, I did hear a little bit I asked of myself the broadcast that every week. where somebody yeah. was asking, uh, why don't the space aliens just fly over a stadium or something like that? That was me, yeah, I said that, yeah. Yeah, well, um, my answer to that is, for whatever it's worth, is that um, they have what they want already. They don't need more coverage, and they're also vulnerable to humans. They can be shot, they can be killed, they can be, uh, you know, um, so they, they don't want to be that blatant about their uh, presence. Well, if they can come here from another star system, I don't think they're as vulnerable as uh, you might think. Well, but I don't think they're coming here from another star system right now. I think... Some of them, a lot of them, have come from a previous star system in the past, but it might it might be thousands of years since they've been able to actually uh, um, come from a different star system. Yeah, but they come like, from a different still, civilization. They still, have, they still have to be much more advanced than anything we have here on the planet currently. You got to admit that yeah. much. No, they don't have to be. System. They don't have to be. They could be. Well, just they to, could have yeah, been underground. A, on, on, yeah, no, but hold on. Just to come from another star system here, period. You got to have a form of technology that we do not possess, period. Whether it was a thousand years ago or a million years ago, that, that's not irrelevant. True. That's irrelevant. I don't agree with you because. Well, that's too bad if you don't agree with me. We're not time for disagreements. Uh, I have another question here from uh, Skype. Uh, this is actually a very good question, Costa. I really want you to answer this one. Okay. Uh, it says Stephen Greer is an arrogant guy. But the message is the evolution of ufology. What are your thoughts on that? Is that a statement or a question? That's a good question in itself. I'm still not sure on that one, yeah. Yeah. Stephen Greer is an arrogant guy, and, and yet what? This is the way it was posed to me. Stephen Greer is an arrogant guy, but the message is the evolution of ufology. Just somebody's comment. That that sounds like just a comment. It sounds like a statement, and I'm, and I'm trying to give credit here. It sounds like they're trying to separate the messenger from the message there. They, they've right. given their opinion about the man, and yet they maybe agree with the message that ufology, ufology is supposed to go forward and get better, evolve. I don't know. I, I wish they would elaborate on that. Yeah, I don't know, Jesse. Uh, Jesse wrote that to me a little while ago, and it baffled my mind. I thought maybe you'd make heads or tails of 
No, no, no. That's that's an opinion wrapped up with right. The, it's a statement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I agree, Stephen Greer is an arrogant guy, and his message uh, is uh, a good one for the most part. Uh, he does have uh, interesting things to say, but he is a very arrogant dude. So that about a that. lot of people do believe that and feel that way, and 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 that's fine. Um, we prefer we're we're just concentrating on our own mission. Um, I was once a volunteer with uh, Mr. Greer for many years and parted ways uh, due to differences. And so I'm doing my own thing right now, and I don't think I'm arrogant. We try to be nice guys and gals at etletstalk.com. So we're just carrying forward the the mission and the the evolution, as you if you will. Uh, I wouldn't call it a ufology in the traditional sense, but at least what we think is the next wave, which is the people's disclosure movement. It's people discovering the truth for themselves, and yeah, we'll cop to that. Uh, we're all about that, and trying not to be arrogant because. Uh, we've seen arrogance in this field from a lot of people, and it turns a lot of people off, and it burns people out. So we're trying to learn from those who've been like that or are like that and do things another way. Um, you know, this is a group effort. This is a great team effort. Uh, what we're doing at etletstalk.com is, uh, yeah, yeah, we are leaders, but we're not the only leaders. I encourage people out in the network to become the center of their own network, to become their own leaders, uh, because it's totally possible for all of us. So that way the network is really strengthened. If any one node in the network gets taken down, then there are plenty of leaders left in the network to keep the, the movement going forward. We learned in the 60s what, what happens when, you know, when a leader gets assassinated or taken out. Movements fall apart. Mm-hmm. So people's disclosure movement is different. It's non-egotistical. It's a team effort, a group effort. And though we will not all agree, we're human beings, about what we're discovering, at least we're not under mind control of the authorities anymore and we're figuring it out for ourselves and that's the way that it should be. should have been that way from the beginning. But uh, but anyway, we're doing it now and, and that's really what makes ETLetstalk.com different than what's come before, uh, this this team effort here where the leaders can be everywhere and the center of the movement is everywhere. Right. Or as uh, my good friend Jesse Randolph once uh, said, uh, a new guard is needed for ufology. And um, this could be uh, one of the uh, new guards, etlesstalk.com. Uh, great having both of you on, like always, man. You two are just fantastic uh, guests. Even though uh, we, don't, we don't agree on every single point, uh, you know, that's human nature. Nobody's going to agree on everything. But I do like the work you guys are doing, and I commend you for uh, continuing to open minds and open eyes uh, to the subject and uh, in, in, in really to inform people on how to go about uh, doing what they all want to do, which is just make contact with aliens, uh, make contact with whatever is out there. Because uh, at the end of the day, uh, the number one question we all have, folks, is are we alone? That is the uh, the top question, and we all need it answered one way or another. Uh, some folks need it through religion. Some folks need it through aliens. Some folks uh, need it through ayahuasca. Some folks uh, need it through uh, pro wrestling. Whatever uh, your uh, <laughs> your addiction is, uh, we all need to know that we're not alone. And uh, thank you guys for working with uh, so many folks. Uh, Six thousand plus members. That's amazing. That's an amazing yeah. number. Twenty thousand uh, people in the people's disclosure movement. So we're going to keep yep. growing. Thanks for the opportunity to talk. Thanks a lot. To the next time. Uh, you two are awesome. Thank you so much for calling in. So are Take you care. two. Take care. Have a great night. Take care. You guys. Too. Bye. Bye.
Now, um, let's see. We have one caller trying to call in. Of course, the, uh, the show is over when they try to call in, so let's not go to there. Um, let's see. We have a couple minutes here before we got to go. Actually, no, we only got 30 seconds before we got to go. So let's just say, uh, hey, guys, listen to Art Bell. He's coming up next, and he's pretty much a big deal, really. Yeah, he is. Kind of big deal. He's like, he's like the man like on the network and just about everything that has to do with ufology, right? You know what I'm saying? Right, other guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he's higher up on the food chain there. That's right. At least higher up than we are in the pecking order. Yeah, I would think so. Right. Yep, I'd agree. Yep. And uh, he's got Warren uh, Fadley on, uh, and they're going to be storm chasing tonight. Good stuff. Art right, Bell's next, good. folks. Listen in. Don't go nowhere. Have a great night, everyone. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah.